What's up, guys? We're here at the Boom Boom Show. We have a special one for you today. Women's MMA uprising superstar, Corinne Laframboise. Let's go! Hi, Corinne. How are you? I'm good, James. <laughs> how are you? Doing well, doing well. So, yeah, now we have the luxury of having an interview with um, finally a women's fighter because we had yeah. uh, a bunch of men's fighters in, some UFC fighters. You know, we have a lot of... Um, Different aspects from the MMA landscape, but now we get a woman, a woman's take, a woman's point of view, because the truth is women's MMA is growing. And, uh, you know, we're so proud of you because you're a Quebecois and you're a Quebecer and you're doing so well, you know. And another thing I like about you is you've really made a good situation out of the COVID. It's been terrible for everybody, but you've taken fights. I have a good organization who made yeah. me uh, yeah. like fight during that at that time. So I'm kind of spoiled on that way. Yeah, because UAE happy. Warriors, we had Xavier Aloui on here. He was yes. the former bantamweight champion. We had him right after the title fight that he won. Uh, unfortunately, he lost after that. But Xavier will be back. Um, he talks to us about how good of a league it is. You know, Dana White's been there. Yes. They had the, um, where they have looking for a fight was... Uh, yeah, I know Dana White was there a couple of times when uh, Louis fighting. Okay. Too. And uh, he was there with Khabib too. Louis, Louis Jourdain, Charles Jourdain's brother, another Quebecois. Yes, yeah. exactly. Were you there? Uh, fight? No, it was okay. uh, one fight before me. Me, I was there the, in March. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's a nice organization and uh, y they are able to perform even if during that COVID time. Uh, and now they start to do uh, two, two fights. Uh, the on Friday it's uh, Arabia, so only Ara Ar Arabic people. fighters, yeah, yeah, fighters. And uh, on uh, Saturday it's uh, for international people. Is that going to be so the next two cards, or that's how they've been doing it? Uh, they, I, I think it's the first time that they did it in March, and they're going to do the same thing in uh, June. That's so and, cool. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so UAE. They, yeah, okay, UAE so Warriors. the people want to know how does a nice girl like you get started in MMA? How do you? What was your journey like? Because I know you from. BTT Brazilian top team here in Montreal, uh, the headquarters with under Fabio Holanda. Yes. I remember you training there. You were kind of, I think at one point you were doing jiu-jitsu privates, and then you got really good jiu-jitsu. I remember training Muay Thai with you. How do you how do you start that? Like you're from the South Shore of Montreal, you would come down and and you just take lessons. Like how does it start? Someone like I mean, you are fit, but how does someone like you get into fighting and then become a world class fighter? As you said, I start with the uh, jujitsu. I yeah. was really impressed how like a small people can control. Uh, big fat uh, people, <laughs> so I said, Ma, that's good for a woman." Yeah, yeah. So that's how I start. And uh, extreme as I am, I start to do it like six times a week because it was close on Sunday, and sometimes two times a day. And, wow! Uh, like you're getting better and better, and I start to compete. And in the competi uh, in the competition, you need to pay for all the fees, uh, the the flight, the hotel, the food, everything. So I said. My, let's get paid to do whatever what I love doing, to do yeah. instead of paying for it. So that's how I start to do. I, that's how I start to do the transition for the MMA. So um, yeah, and the adrenaline to be to always perform and the the adrenaline, the yeah. rush of adrenaline that the it's very addicting. Yes, addictive. Yeah. Yes. So. You're, so now you're training jiu-jitsu, you're training the jiu-jitsu. BTT, Brazilian top team, I mean, they had Patrick Cote, they had some good international fighters, yes. but they weren't known um, for MMA, for mixed martial arts. They were a jiu-jitsu school. Yeah. So did you have other coaches come in, or how did it work for the striking aspect of... I uh, recently started to work with uh, Will and Francis Carmont mm -hmm. at Track Fit Boxing Gym. Yeah, Will uh, Neji, okay, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, 
who used to fight. He have a lot of experience as a coach. Oh, Will is a fantastic. Anybody knows Will. Uh, he's a, if you've seen anybody over 230, 240 pounds do a muscle up like a like someone 130 <laughs> pounds. Yeah, like nothing. The guy's an, a phenom. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like it, it's expertise in the coaching in different uh, avenue like uh, Muay Thai. He used to train with uh, George St. Pierre. Yeah. So uh, uh, gaining a, a lot of experience like this and uh, I'm kind of spoiled to uh, to be able to work with them. Uh, and Francis Carmel, who fought Jacare Souza, fought the highest levels in middleweight in the UFC. We're trying to get him on the show. We're trying to get Jacare, uh, not Jacare, but Francis Carmel, who's now living in Quebec. We're trying to get him on the show. He's from France as well. And uh, yeah, he always he also fight in the Bellator. Yeah, too, Bellator. So yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, I start to work with them so on different aspects of uh, MMA. I keep Fabio Alenda for sure as a head coach and uh, for, for my mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu. Uh, the wrestling, I, I did it with the, a lot of wrestling at the wrestling club. Yeah, with, with us, the, the Montreal Wrestling Club, Victor Zillerman, David Zillerman, yeah, yeah sure. And Martin Dugrenier and everybody. Yes, me and my partner was Linda. Yeah, Linda, Linda Moray, yeah. Was uh, I cannot ask for a better? Yeah, she's world partner. champion, and we're we're you know we have an announcement to make here at the Boom Show. We're, unfortunately, she didn't qualify for the 2021 Olympics, uh, but she'll be back. She's a world champion, so and that's uh, a tough uh, sport, wrestling. That's a tough sport, but I'm pretty sure she will keep going. Yeah, the, yeah, we hope yeah. so. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's how where I now you're putting together your team. You have your team now because I know yeah. you've trained a bit with Debella. You've trained a bit with the Grants. You've you've tried pretty much everything. I think you know I talked about that with Eamon when he was on the show. We talked about how you know you have to do your grappling, your wrestling, your jiu-jitsu. You have to do your striking, your karate, your muay thai, your kickbox, your boxing. You have to do your conditioning. You have to eat right. Yeah. So as an MMA fighter, there's so much to worry about. As a woman, is there is there any other elements that maybe we don't think about? Is it is it tough as well? I know. Hormonally, it's different. You know, the weight cut's the same. Like, what What have you noticed that you say, you know what, the men don't have this problem, but I have this problem. Like, what can you tell but the women out there? To find training partner uh, yes, for huge one. women yeah, of yeah. Uh, the same weight as me? No, we are two in Quebec to... <laughs> three or two in Quebec to work uh, as a professional level, so it's more complicated to find mm -hmm. the training partner. Uh, the weight cut, I don't know if... Uh, a man like it as a woman yeah. doesn't like it. I don't know, but uh, I hate that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure equally as uh, everybody <laughs> hates to do a weight cut. So hormonal, bah, yeah. why not? Yeah, maybe that maybe. makes a difference, <laughs> but uh, I, I must say the training partner. I always it's need the biggest to, yeah. to, to, to work with the training partner uh, bigger than me mm -hmm. usually. And uh, yeah. that makes me more Makes you stronger. Tough, yeah, maybe, makes you tougher. Yeah. So what is it like, like for you? When you when you when you walk into a gym, you walk in and then, like, how does Fabio or somebody, one of your coaches, organize a practice for you? They have to find small people. They have to find girls. Like, what what's it like? Because I know for, we're spoiled as men because we've got so many. There's so many people to work with, and you just brought up a huge point here. How does a yeah. women's MMA, especially a professional MMA fighter who's going for the big leagues, how does they? How does your coach, you know, make those trainings for you? How does he arrange it? At Fabio's, uh, Fabio's wife Juliana. Oh, she's, she's yeah, she's awesome. A black yeah. belt awesome kind of my weight uh maybe a little bit smaller but uh, she's my she's a main really training nice, partner yeah oh main yeah. training okay. partner and brianna saint marie who just fought at the combat bgg for eddie bravo yes brianna shout won. to brianna who just won yeah. eddie bravo's combat jiu-jitsu with strikes uh, she Smack submitted in the face. yes big <laughs> smacks you have some funny instagram posts of you guys smacking each other she won uh, yeah, we got to have her on the show. She won a fantastic uh, world-class tournament. She beat some UFC veterans. She beat some Invicta yeah. fighters. She Pearl beat some. Gonzalez, per, she beat Pro Gonzalez. Oh. Armbarred everybody. Yeah, yeah. she's just Arm a killer for everybody. Yeah. That's why we was laughing about. <laughs> Armbar for you, for <laughs> you, for you. 
So uh, my, Brianna and uh, Juliana are my training main training yeah, partner. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we have uh, also Charles and Louis Jourdain. Mm-hmm. So for the stand up and mix uh, a bit of everything, it's right. uh, useful. Mm-hmm. And Louis is kind of my weight, a little yeah. bit heavier, but. Uh, but and what about for for the physical, sp- not not for the jiu-jitsu, but for the sparring? You gotta go. I've seen you went to boxing gyms to spar professional women's boxers. Yes, I used to do a uh, uh, boxing sparring with uh, Jessica Camara. She's a p- uh, professional okay. boxer. Okay. She, she will fight either Locklear. Uh, like, yes. Uh, Next week. Yeah, she's fighting the girl who fought for Bellator, I think. She's fighting a Bellator. Yes, okay. But uh, th- that was my uh, like boxing, boxing uh, training partner. But it was just in boxing. I cannot uh, kick her. I cannot yeah, uh, yeah, shoot yeah. her on the ground. Yeah, but that's good <laughs> but for you. You get to work on that uh, kind of. I work on every aspect, like uh, separate. So mm-hmm. at the wrestling, uh, no punch are allowed at <laughs> the wrestling. Uh, but we have a nice wrestling practice. Uh, boxing, we just do it a p- sparring in boxing, but with for mix everything, um, it's a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Mm. So uh, no, I'm kind of spoiled to have a uh, like at TrackFit, we we mix a bit of uh, a everything. Bit of all and the styles guys are yeah. smart too, so they mm-hmm. uh, they are not. Uh, yeah, I know. Two hundred percent. Yeah, Tehran goes there. Who's a who's a very experienced Muay Thai coach. Uh, there's a lot of high level coaches there. there yeah, yeah, a lot of guys from France who Will's brought over as friends. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, Valerie Letourneau. She's someone that had an, uh, a big, big kind of. She influenced you a lot. She's someone that we all look up to. She's from Quebec. When we talk about the Quebec MMA pioneers, we yeah. talk about David Loiseau, George Saint Pierre, Jonathan Goulet, Patrick Coutet. <laughs> but someone we forget about is Valérie Letourneau. Valérie Letourneau. She Ooh. opened the door for a woman in Quebec. Like she fought as a, a, a championship against. Joanna you want to your Yes. Yeah. Right under the Ronda Rousey Holly Holm fight, the fight right before, if you go back in time in Australia, you'll yeah. see Valerie Turner, who didn't get stopped when Joanna was stopping everybody. She didn't get stopped. She, she fought a brutal five round fight against Joanna. It was yes. a brilliant fight. Yes. Yeah. And she fought uh, also uh, with, uh, against Ellie Marley McFarlane. Yeah, in Bellator. In Hawaii. Yeah, Bellator. you went to that. I went there. I was in the corner. That was the first time. Uh, uh, I was in a corner and uh, whoa, that's stressful yeah, yeah. when you know somebody that you fight. But uh, Especially Valor- for a world championship. She was fighting for the Bellator yeah. world title at, at uh, Flyweight. Yes, yes. So Valérie, yeah, she's an example. Uh, I'm spo- She's one of my friends, one of my good friends. And I'm spoiled to be able to to work with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, now she took a little break of uh, martial arts. and uh, Well-deserved, uh, for sure. She yes. did 20 years of uh, hard, wow. hard work, yeah. But uh, our advice, uh, and yeah, she's a good uh, to do drills and, mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. technical advice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always say Valerie Letourneau. I mean, it just she was just a bit ahead of her time. I mean, she helped girls like you. She really pioneered the sport of MMA for women's MMA specifically. Yes. But if she had, you know, if MMA was popular, if Ronda Rousey and all those girls had come out ten years earlier, I truly believe she'd be a world champion because, you know, the the reality is she was fighting for these world titles well into her thirties. She you know, when, when, uh, not that she, I mean, she looked great. She was in great shape, but imagine if she would have been there in her twenties, that's. But I feel now that the, especially for the woman, but you can see women at the 35 years old, 34. Yeah. Holly Holm is old. older. Yeah. I think Karate Hadi. Yeah. Um, Why yeah, is that? So Why do you think girls are staying longer? Is it like. Or they just start late. Maybe. maybe yeah, yeah. They start late to be a. The transition. Like, uh, allowed yeah, in, uh, in that's true because it's so new. Like women's MMA yeah. is, is still. I mean, you look back at some fights and there's no women on the card. It really started what 2012 or 13, 14. 
I cannot say. Even that. after that, I think even yeah. They just opened. They recently opened the 125 pounds category. Mm -hmm, so because it was 115 or 135. Yes. So was there a moment that you saw girls in the UFC where you said, "I really want to do this," or was it before that? Um, no, I, I was not like a, a groupie. <laughs> it was more for me. <laughs> you weren't a groupie. No. <laughs> riding the riding the hype train. Yeah. I want to be like Ronda Rousey, like everybody else. No, the what, what's your question? Like so it. what was it that made you really want to do MMA? Was it that seeing the girls? Was there a moment where you said like an aha moment where, okay, all the girls are in. I want to go in. Because for me, it was like that. When I was coming for wrestling. I thought MMA was a possibility. I loved Uriah Faber. I loved the little guys. But they were in WEC, the 125, okay. the 135, and, and even 145. Then UFC Incorporated, they bought out WEC and they brought up. That's when I said, look, I'm done wrestling. There may be an option here. So uh, was it was it the UFC? Me? Was it Ronda Rousey? What was it that made you say, "Hey, I can do this"? I was really like uh, competitive. Okay. 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 So it was and more internal. It wasn't yeah, external factors. No. Okay. So uh, in all the competition uh, of BGG, that I like most of the competition, I was always like gold medalist. Yeah, you're like a Pan Am champion. You're a world champion. Yeah. IBJJF. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I. But like what made I, you? Because striking is another animal. You know, there's yeah. one thing about loving, you know, going and trying to armbar somebody. But now you're getting punched. What made you? At the beginning, I told myself, "Oh, I'm good at at jujitsu. Let's just bring her on the ground and yeah. finish that yeah. fight." <laughs> so that's how I uh, my mindset was uh, for my first fight in uh, Germany. Yeah. First fight was in Germany. The game plan was simple: bring her on the ground and. And you fought a world-class boxer. Yeah, like she was very, very high-level boxer. She had a couple of uh, belt in kickboxing, Muay Thai. Uh, so that was me, a classic striker versus uh, <clears throat> grappler. Yeah. Yes, and me, I was maybe a bit naive, uh, so I never hit a four-ounce punch, punch yeah, yeah, in yeah. the face <laughs> before that. So I said, "Bah, don't worry, it's gonna be like a BGG competition. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. bring her on the ground and finish." So uh, we arrived uh, there. Fabio is not stressed. Pa uh, Pat Cote told me before we left, oh, you, you will see that surprise a little bit with the, the shot. With, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. with the shot at the first time. Okay, okay. <laughs> Fabio is not nervous at all. We arrived in Germany and it was a quick, a quick uh, weekend. Okay, We mm -hmm. just arrive, we wait in and we fight. Yeah. So we arrive, we sleep a little bit, wait in. So I remember we show up at the, one hour before the fight with my pretzel and my coffee, <laughs> like really relaxed. And the game plan, the game plan was box her a little bit for the first round and bring her on the ground. Okay, doesn't need that much box, boxing stuff. We go, touch glove, okay. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I eat so many punch, so let's not wait another round yeah. for that. We went on the ground. I finished her uh, with the arm bar. Mm -hmm. Good for me because my jaw was broken. Like oh I hit so many punch. Yeah. First experience as a as a MM, pro MMA fighter. Yeah. Uh, because you didn't do any amateur MMA fights. Zero. No, no never. No. <laughs> so maybe maybe you're right with your question. It's more internal. Like yeah. I want to to prove to myself that I yeah. can be good in different aspects of that sport. So. Yeah, because it's hard. Like. Uh, like I always tell, like everybody, you always hear people talk about this. They they join a boxing class and they start amateur classes. They start sparring. It's one thing, but when you get in there and you feel someone really trying to take your head off, when you first feel those, it's a different feeling. Yeah. Pascal knows. <laughs> I mean, our producer is a high level taekwondo. You start sparring and you eat that first kick. I mean, it, there's something about it, you know, especially in competition. So I always tell people, okay, like like right now we're training with Jonathan DiBella and he wants to fight MMA. 
So the game plan is let's get them in a grappling competition where someone really wants to rip your arm off. Because one thing if we go and we play and we roll, but mm -hmm. I want you, I want to see you in a situation where someone is taking, not because you have to win. You don't have to win. It's not your game. But I think for you mm -hmm. and for me too, I think we would have been well suited to have a couple amateur striking fights. Kickboxing, boxing, Muay Thai, it could have been anything, even a karate competition. Because you don't have any uh, amateur fights. Nothing. Fight I either. have no amateur fights and I have no striking fights. I've never fought a fight where I had to rely, where I couldn't rely on my grappling. And I think right. that hurt me in my career because it, like you, I never, I took it for granted that I can just take someone, take someone down. Because then when you eat yeah. that first punch for anybody out there trying to get into MMA, you've heard it here first, she broke her jaw in her very first fight. She yeah. won the fight. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you broke but your jaw. But I broke my jaw. And the second fight, like, it, yeah, it's a lack of experience that uh, that I have uh, by mm -hmm. not doing an amateur uh, MMA fight. Yeah. Because the second fight, uh, I just jumped guard on the girl. <laughs> yes, I, I remember I that. I pulled guard on yes. the girl and I was like, hey, it I'm just, works it'll a be lot the same of time thing. in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, I, it didn't work. Yeah. I get knocked out. The, on the on ground. The, on, yeah. yeah. Which is such a surprise because you're so good on the ground. We figured that anybody even goes near your... your it was just a transition. She didn't yeah. come in my guard. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, we talk, lack you know, we of talk experience. Lack of experience. We talk about mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu. There's anti-jiu-jitsu. There's wrestling, anti-wrestling. When somebody... It's easy to say you can wrestle somebody when it's a wrestling match or jiu-jitsu fight, but... The reality is in a fight, they're not going to engage with you if they don't want to. So for everybody else watching, they, oh, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just pull them in or take them down? It's a lot more harder than, than it looks. And I think yeah. the evolution of MMA, what do you think about this? Because I noticed grapplers like Kamara Usman, um, uh, a lot of grapplers are becoming, even Colby Covington, like the people I look are really grappling heavy. They're starting to, instead of like working their gra grappling, they're starting to strike more. Do you find that's true? Like even you, you start boxing a lot in your yeah, fights now. because you can uh, switch and like uh, attract the attention uh, somewhere else and after use your weapon. So do mm -hmm. a lot of feint with it. Or, Fakes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you need to, it's mixed martial art. Huh? You mm -hmm. need to be a kind of good with the uh, boxing, kickboxing, a little bit of uh, mm -hmm. um, wrestling, wrestling yeah. and uh, on the ground too. So, yeah, I try to, uh, you can, I, feel like you cannot be 100% good in every yeah. uh, everything my dada is bgg i really i love it i try to bring my fight to to the ground and and work on the ground but you need to know how to do boxing and mm -hmm. uh, your stand up part which is useful yeah <laughs> yeah for sure uh, um, be, like you said being able to mix it up and show someone something and then do something else that's yeah. the whole thing about mixed martial arts is that you mix it up and you're doing that well. I think, like you said, you know, you're in, you're in a groove now um, where you, you you looked really comfortable your last fight. You looked great. I mean, there had some scary moments there. Nah, but you were able yes. to pull off a really incredible arm bar. We talked about the um, the arm yeah. bars. I think it was like a back transition. You almost had her in a back triangle. You were throwing shots. That was incredible. Anybody wants to go watch your last fight, especially the transition where you got the submission, that is like high, high-level grappling, like very high. The way you switch from one... The way you're able to use your legs in the back... in the I think you had a back triangle. And the way you're able to use yeah. your legs while pulling on the arms... You know, even me, I've been grappling for 25 years, but it's hard sometimes in jiu-jitsu to, to use my arms and my legs simultaneously. How did you... How did that transition just flow? Was it practice? Yes. How did you come up with it? It's technique that we drills and we drills and we drills often and often. So uh, it was a nice jiu-jitsu clinic, the, the last uh, fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a uh, great transition. And uh, no, uh, it, but it, we drill it like uh, often and often. So it just flow. 
uh, a little bit because you've been distracted when you get punched in the face yeah. with the, by doing your triangle to the arm bar to the omoplata to the you, you can do your transition but with punchy it's uh, different huh? mm -hmm. so uh, but no it was a nice clinic of jiu-jitsu i was really proud of that oh for sure you, you looked great time. you know you you've had you've pulled off some incredible finishes i remember even you fought a girl who was a uh, judo world champion yeah and she was undefeated and everybody thought you were going there to get killed yeah and you just triangle choked her like within the first or second early in the second round i think morgan it was a, morgan ribu yeah. was a great fight a, a, a girl from france you fought her here and everybody thought oh my god corinne washington's fight you're fighting a world champion a, a, a undefeated mixed martial arts and you just put on a jiu-jitsu clinic with her um so back to UAE Warriors, you should be in line for because you fought your fight before. You fought Manon Fierro, who's a oui. who's an amazing yeah. fighter. She right after the fight with you, it was a crazy war. You guys went the decision. She seems to be finishing everybody. She went to the UFC and finished her girl right after the fight with you. So now we didn't want we didn't went at the decision with Manon. Oh yeah, but I almost like it was 10 almost seconds of the ten seconds in yeah. the third round. Yeah, yeah. but so the point is that this girl's a killer, and it's not take anything away from you. But now she's gone from UAE Warriors. Yeah, you should be next in line for something, no? For something, yes. I think we're we, yeah. we, we want to see. We just want to see another gold belt here in the Boom Boom Show in the BTC Studios. Oh. We want to okay, see. Okay, let me uh, bring that uh, back. No, soon we we are in negotiation, so I cannot say that okay. it's official. But uh, I'm gonna I'm plan to fight for that belt and bring that belt to the Boom Boom Show. Yes, next. thank you. And and is there anybody in the UAE Warriors at the flight, or are they gonna bring in new people? Like who right now is the other contenders? I I saw. I think there was one other woman's fight on the last card. Uh, you beat this the Swedish girl. Uh, yes. The so she was like a top contender, but like who else is there now? Like who's left? She. Uh, but they gonna. They, they might they, bring someone. Yeah, they're gonna. They start to build the, build the division. The, the yeah. division, yes. Yeah. So uh, they're gonna do another fight before I fight for the belt. Uh, okay. And, uh, oh, that should be interesting. Maybe like hopefully you just get to have a free way to the belt, and there's a number one contender fight. Maybe that could be it's interesting. It's been three times that I fought in that that organization. Like three, two, and three two amazing times fights. That I you won, know? and yeah. Uh, yeah, against Manuel Fierro, it's the only one that I lost, and uh, it was a hell of a war. I don't know if you saw that. Of fight. course I saw it. Yeah, yeah. It, it went three a, round war. She had a very kickboxing uh, switch karate. stance kind of karate style, and you mm -hmm. had the boxing style coming forward. Uh, it was a great fight, yeah. And yeah. then she went right to the UFC, and her first her debut in the UFC, she. Yeah. Uh, she I wrote. I text her huh? every time she beat everybody, uh, everyone in <laughs> before the the third round. I'm proud of her. She said, "Man, you, you was the the toughest, the, the toughest I opponent bet. that I had. And uh, if you want to help me for my next fight, uh, coming in France to help her for the next fight. The what did she fight train with in France? Did she train with Bruno Lopez uh, or Fernando Lopez? Okay, I don't know. No, she doesn't uh, train with uh, Fernand Lopez. Yeah. Adric Cardzetta. Okay. I, I know what the, do you know what gym that is? Or? No, I don't mm. know. But because I know France has very good strikers. They've, you know, hey. We both trained under Sana, who was a, who was a Peter, yeah. who was a, tr a coach, um, Muay a Muay Thai coach. coach from France that lived in Thailand, speaks perfect Thai. He's out of BTT. Now yeah. he's, I think he's out of XPN, XPN Center with um, Patrick Cote and, and Jean-François Gaudreau. He teaches there. and He was a great, great trainer for me. He really yeah. made me fall in love with Muay Thai. He was my introduction to Muay Thai. Yeah, me too. I did like uh, two years, uh, around two, three years with Sana uh, in Muay Thai. I mm -hmm. fought two... Uh, two Exhibition. I remember that you fought Muay Thai fights. Yeah, Oof. yeah. And uh, Sana was was coaching me in Thai, Telam Toa, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn it, I don't understand. Don't make me do that transition." Yeah, even yeah. My French is is not that good. <laughs> not no, my Thai. Not my Thai is not even better. So, but uh, no, he, he was from France, huh? 
yeah. and a really good, uh, really good teacher. Yeah. So the last thing we'll talk about, I mean, it, it's not all uh, ponies and rainbows here. Something uh, happened to you kind of crazy. Uh, now, if anybody watches this, if you watch this 10 years, 100 years in the future, uh, we'll be here. Uh, our content will be online. It'll still live on. <laughs> but one thing that's happened here in 2020, 2021 is really strict lockdown measures for COVID, yeah. for the coronavirus, Corona-19 in um, Montreal, specifically in, in Canada, but specifically in, in Quebec. We have a lockdown rule and now now you can't even travel. I think it's all through Canada. We can't even travel. And if you travel, you have to do three days in a, a government-established hotel, which you chose not to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. you come back from this beautiful armbar fight we just talked about. Yeah. You land in the airport. What happens? Give us the whole scoop from the you get to the airport. That we, we arrive at the airport, me and Fabio, and uh, we have an um, exemption from the UAE government that we don't need to do the... I'm going to do it like I, I agree 100% with the quarantine of 14 days. No problem. Even if I had like 10 uh, COVID tests over there because we are test every day, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> OK, to do the, to pass Dubai to Abu Dhabi, right. you need to have another test. Uh, so I, I get tests. For so the COVID. You've it had your negative. fair share of tests, yeah. You were <laughs> negative, yeah. And negative, <laughs> negative. So we arrive in Canada and we land in Toronto before to go back in Montreal. And uh, I showed the exemption because that works for another of my partner. Yeah, okay? so another fighter had the exemption and his and was fine, works. no problem. Yeah. Okay. So, I so you show your exemption at customs. And the guy said that it's à la discrétion of the security so, so at the discretion of the security security yeah. can choose who that paperwork is good for and who it's not good for yeah okay so i said oh okay <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so what do you say it's not good for you it's not, not valid say it's not valid i say uh okay how it how can i make it valid because it was like for this guy it was and now it, it's at la discretion uh, yeah it's his choice so you need to go to the hotel health, the security health they're gonna explain it to you what I, what's gonna happen Okay, so the guy talked with us and he said, uh, uh, if you don't, uh, you need to reserve an hotel. I said, uh, I, I will not sleep in the hotel. Like, it, it maybe looks stupid for you, but like two, two women get raped because the, yes. the door are not locked. Just in case you fall uh, on the ground or something happen, the door in the hotel specific for COVID are not locked. So everybody. So they put you in this government established hotel and yeah. they don't lock and you can't lock the door. Not on this floor, not on the, the floor that they are giving okay, you. Okay, perfect. The, the, okay, see, and you are, you will be in contact with people uh, who are, who might have, have COVID, COVID. Yeah, too. because they've traveled. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they probably haven't been tested as much as you because we know no. that UAE is testing like crazy. They're yeah. really making sure that everybody is negative when they fight. Yes. And uh, okay, so I didn't, I didn't want to be. I don't see the point and, uh, to, to, to be in that kind of hotel, uh, especially for the. You need to pay the fees for three nights, even if you get your results like uh, before twenty four hours. Uh, they don't refund. Okay, so. All those I feel ripped, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but the security told us to to call Fabio Sella. Let's see if we let's call if it's like nothing. We we will. I call. It's five uh, at this time. It was five hundred twenty plus tax per night for three nights. So <laughs> fifteen hundred for me, and I cannot be in the same room of Fabio. So fifteen hundred for Fabio. So three thousand that I need to to take care of uh, and I don't agree with that that protocol 
So I said, what happened if I don't want to do it? He said, uh, uh, we give you a fine of three thousand seven hundred and fifty-five dollars. <laughs> That's each. not a cheap fine. Oh, we don't. We don't. We're not. We're not rich fighting in these organizations. And then you come back yeah, from a great yes. win, and now you have to pay three thousand seven hundred dollars for you, three thousand seven hundred dollars for your coach Fabio. Yeah. So woof. See, yeah. I, I want to work. We are in COVID time. That's my work. I have the chance to work. There's nothing in Canada who, as a promotion work actually. So I need to cross the border to do it. So. Uh, so no, I'm not like I don't see the point. But I did my COVID test at the airport in Toronto. Uh, result that I have less than 24 hours before. So they, yeah, okay. I went home. We rent a car and we went back home. So you uh, take the ticket. Fabio takes the yeah. ticket. You guys rent a car. Drive home. Yeah, we drive home. We did the the quarantine of 14 days at home, and we get test uh, at the 10 days of the quarantine. We respect the all those protocols, mm -hmm. no problem. But for the three days at the hotel when I'm going to work because I'm not able to work in my country, uh, no, I contest it. And uh, there's Rebel News. Rebel uh, News, a Rebel huge, huge news outlet that covered your story. How yes. did that help? Okay, so guys, if you want to go back, you can pause right now, go on YouTube, Corinne Laframboise on Rebel News. Yes. They have a huge, huge, huge YouTube page. They help. They, they kind of give a, a an, an outlook on outside the mainstream. They're kind of outside the mainstream news networks. They do their own thing. And what happened with them? How did you guys reach out to each other? What happened with Rebel News? It's Fabio who told me, because me, I, we went back home and I was like, oh, let's find a lawyer and let's contact. Let's and that would also be expensive it. to find a lawyer. Yeah, but I really want to do it because I feel like... Uh, it's not right. It's not right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Fabio said, oh, look at this page. And uh, I wrote them. Uh, I wrote to Rebel News and they contact me right away. He said that there's a lot of people in my situation. There's a UFC fighter. I don't remember the name, uh, which happened to him too. There's a wrestler, uh, two wrestlers that happened. So the lady said, just uh, talk with talk with me, explain me your story, story that is available on their It's Instagram a great, great, great interview on that. Yeah, you did really well. Yeah. Explaining your situation, telling them, you know, explaining how, like you said, you know, you just went there for work. You want to work. You want to make a living. You're not yeah. doing anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. And we get tests a bunch of time and we get like I I took everything. Uh, uh, I took care of everything mm -hmm. and I just don't agree with the three days. Uh, quarantine. Quarantine. At, In their hotel. Yeah. The hotel. Yeah. So, uh, no, they really help us. Uh, they have uh, lawyers to... Uh, to help us, but it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna take a long time, mm, like for the process like to go through. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, but so. it's better that you have, you know, good <laughs> representation. You've got media outlets. You know, we see right now that you know. I don't know if you've been following what's been going on with TriStar and Faraz Sahabi. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So I the police kept going. Harassing. Yeah, they kept kind of harassing him. They kept going. They went 17 times to the TriStar gym, and and um, every time they show up, they didn't. You know, they never find them. They never give him a ticket because they were following procedures, which were social distancing, six meters apart, no physical contact. So Faraz just came out and said, "Look, in Canada right now, it's crazy." It's crazy. Look, I'm not, I don't get political on this show. I love everybody. I don't really, really care what the thing is. But, it, you know, it's it's kind of nonsense when people are trying to make a living and then and all this happens. And you, know? you get harassed like this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, uh, no, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now the latest is the Rebel News. They're keeping in contact with you. Yeah. You're going to use, you and Fabio are going to use them to fight that ticket. Yes. They help, exactly. They help us to fight that ticket. Let's see how it's going to work. Thank you, Rebel uh, News. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rebel News, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, but let's see how it works. Like if they they allow me uh, 
the, the lawyer talked with me and I don't know if they allowed me to get out of the country for the next uh, July. Oh yeah, you might be yeah, you might be stuck because so of the fight because of this court see, you know, arbitration. Uh, Let's yeah. see how, how it works. Well, currently, it really, I mean, it's an example. It's really an example of how tough you are because you just want. To, you're so competitive. We talk about that, and you want to go out. You want to find a way. You contacted Rebel News. You made it happen. Like if you, if you would have sat yeah. back and did nothing, well, nothing would have happened, and you probably would end up spending a lot of money. So it's good that you're, you know, you're making, you're putting it out there, and that's a that's a huge story. So everybody following that, guys, we'll keep you updated on the Boom Show. We'll try to give you updates on your situation. We'd like to have you back in. We're gonna have you back in when you win that title. With and, my uh, belt. With your belt, yeah. It's going to be a pleasure. Huh. Yeah, we can't wait. Well, the guys, that's interesting. Look, another look, another MMA look from a, from a women's fighter. We're so blessed to have women's uh, competing MMA and to have Corinne Laframboise on the show. So, uh, guys, if you want any comments, yeah, thank you. And then, guys, if you want to like, comment, subscribe, uh, let us know, reach out. Reach out to us, myself, Pascal. We even got Merlin working. Uh, we're going to answer anything you guys have. So, uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. Thank you very <laughs> much to have me on the show. Boom, boom, show. Guys, bees knees, cat's pajamas, out. Peace. <laughs>